0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young.
1: Well, hello there. And welcome to the Transformation for Success show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I hope you're having a great day. This is your radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. I'm here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I invite you to tune in each week. Now you can call in toll free at 888-346-9141. Or if you're calling internationally, the number is 001-480-653-5754. And I want you to call in today because I have an exciting guest. Our guest today is Miss Jacqueline, Jackie, Castillo. She is a philanthropist, visionary, community advocate, businesswoman, former broadcaster, producer, and television host, you know, the words to describe her are beautiful, intelligent, caring, compassionate, and a champion of teen girls, not only just teen girls, but of women and men in general. Lady Jackie is the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Legacy Ladies Incorporated. So callers, do call in as we join in the discussion today, or you can send me your comments and feedback at info at com. Now, I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and you can access me through these channels. I invite you also to visit my website at transformationforsuccess.com. and you'll find more little tidbits about Dr. Young, my life empowerment seminars and coaching sessions, webinars and networking events. So, I want you to look forward as we move forward today and grow on your journey from where you are to where you want to be. Before I begin the show, I want to say hi, Jackie. How are you?
2: (laughs) Oh, fine. Hi, Dr. Barbara. Nice to be on your show, and thank you for such a warm introduction.
1: Well, I have lots more to say about you. That was just the (laughs) beginning. But I want the listeners out there to know that every day, I wake up truly, truly passionate about the opportunity to bring to you guests and information to transform your lives and to give you information and messages of hope and encouragement that you can use in a plan of action to bring success for you on your transformation journey. My ultimate mission really is to make a difference in the lives of others. And I really believe that this can happen by integrating and feeding the spirit, soul, and body for a greater personal and professional success in one's life. And this is a show for everyone around the globe, the young, the bold, the seasoned, and Restless, So I want you to know that you matter. And I have many, many interesting guests that tune into this show from all around the world. And I want to thank you for your letters, for your emails and words of encouragement to me. I really appreciate it. And thank you so very, very much. Now back to our guest today. Miss Jacqueline Jackie Castillo. This woman is absolutely, she is fantastic. And I want to share just a little bit about her organization because, as I said earlier, she's the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Legacy Ladies Incorporated. So you're going to hear about her today and her journey and how she came to be a woman who's stepping into her destiny with a vision for change. Now, the mission of this premier organization is to serve as a catalyst for change, improve the quality of life, and to empower disadvantaged communities through education and other resources. Now, Jackie has continued a legacy of leadership by establishing a leadership program entitled From the Schoolhouse to the White House, and it's the White House Academy, I should say, in serving students in disadvantaged communities. Jackie, I know, because she and I go to the same church. She is a woman of God. She's spiritual, and she's a consummate giver to others. And she gives her best with whatever she is involved in. She is a walking bundle of energy, and people love to be around her infectious smile. Now, Jackie's professional experiences are so numerous, and they range from executive positions in academics, corporate America and broadcasting and producing and directing commercials and quality television programs. So this woman has done a number of things and she's young too, guys. (laughs) She served on numerous boards and she's received, I'm telling you, it's too many for me to name, Woman of the Year Awards for her leadership and outstanding community service. Really, this is a woman on the move. And so Jackie, I want to welcome you, and just to say this, too, she also holds a BS degree in business management from the University of Phoenix. So today, our discussion, again, is going to center on her transformation journey, and we're going to learn about the fuel that led the fire within her to become this philanthropist, visionary, community advocate, and visionary for change. Lady Jackie, it's a pleasure to have you on the Transformation for Success show today.
2: Hello. Thank you so much, Dr. Barbara, and I just want to compliment you on the wonderful work that you are doing on this show of just empowering people nationwide and around the world. You're doing a fabulous job, and continue doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you, Jackie, and I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I really do. But first of all, tell us about Jackie, where you were born, (laughs) and what was your childhood like growing up?
2: Oh, boy, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was born in a household with, I guess you would say humble beginnings, but with mm-hmm. a lot of love. I have one sister, and uh, we're just like peanut butter and jelly. We're 11 months apart. I grew up in a small town at that time. It was Stockton, California, mm-hmm. and we would go to church every Sunday. So our family really worked hard, mm-hmm. uh, and that was all we knew. We went to church, we went to school, and we worked hard.
1: I, I think that's wonderful. You know, and I do know a little bit about Stockton, California, which is a small community. So when, when you went to school, did you sort of know everybody <laughs> from the community? <laughs> yes,
2: I think that's the case. When you grow up in a small town, you do get to know everyone. And there's definitely more of a family feel about uh, where you are, and you just have that safety net around you. Uh, But as I grew older and in my teenage years, well, I will say this, I really didn't have a normal teenage uh, period, you Mm -hmm. know, like going to parties or prom or even hanging out with my friends because Mm -hmm. we worked a lot. And I've said that before, but what I mean by that is that my dad would put in 10 hours a day and my sister and I would be at home, we would do our homework, and when he came home... We all sat down at the dinner table and ate together. So we would not go um, and party or anything like that. But when my dad came home and after we had dinner, then we would do janitorial work. And we worked out about three different companies after he got off at work. And by the time we got back home, it was 9 o'clock in the evening or even later. So wow. that was our normal. So I didn't miss any of all the other extracurricular activities from school. Mm-hmm. So our family did work hard. We played hard. And I didn't feel like I missed out on anything because we were together. So we we're a very you know, close that's family. Wonderful. And it really I mean that's me laudable
1: a because even though you know it sounds like you guys were really doing a lot of hard work and but you had family. And that was yes, the thing was so that you had, had a sense of purpose. And, and you and were with family. Really
2: gave, yes. And that gave me a good foundation for work ethics and mm-hmm. uh and having a good family life. And so anyway that lifestyle continued for me up until I was I guess about sixteen years of age, Monday through Friday.
1: Wow. <laughs> Jackie, do do you find that you know I'm intrigued by this because you know you've you've shown such exemplary leadership and discipline. Did you have this sort of idea that one day, you know even in your teenagers, did you have that sense of destiny, that sense that you'd be doing something really important that would change the world?
2: Well, you know, I always had this kind of burning inside of me that there was mm-hmm. something bigger that I need to do. But I also recognized there was a process, you know, that uh-huh. there were things that I had to go through. I mean, I had to go through the fire, you know, in, in various jobs, you know, uh-huh. um, it was not easy, you know, especially when I was growing up and and working, being the only African-American female in a male-dominated um, organization. So uh-huh. I had a lot of hurdles to overcome.
1: I'm sure but,
2: you did. Uh, I think the thing that really kept me balanced was my family. You know, I mm-hmm. just had mm-hmm. to look to my mother when I was younger, and I saw her as a consummate role model. Mm-hmm. And that foundation was a springboard for more for me being a community servant or an activist. You know, I was mm-hmm. a spokesperson and recruiter for the Maradona program, I started a grassroots pro- program to increase voter registration. So I wow. watched and learned, and, and I guess it was really I learned through osmosis because my mother really established a template for us as we were growing
1: up. You mentioned that, um, that she establishes a template of philanthropy and community service. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how did she do that exactly? And, and um, share with the listeners how, how your mom was able to do that.
2: Well, I think it was just really immediate, you know, following mm. her footsteps. As soon as mm. she grabbed my hand and said, let's go, my sister and I were off. And mm. so I would do different things in the community. You know, she would take us to the NAACP meetings, to local civic groups, such as I see. Eastern Stars and the Links. So we always saw leadership in action. And mm. we learned that by using our voice, we could make a difference. And so we didn't know anything different. And uh, we really didn't have a choice, but it made me the person I am today. So by using my voice, I was also in broadcast. And so I always identified problems in the community and mm-hmm. really looked at those and say, how can we make a difference? So it was just really stepping outside of my comfort zone to make mm-hmm. a difference in using my voice.
1: Well, tell me this, Jackie. You know, all of us, when we go through the teenage years and you're following your mom's footsteps and you're working okay. with dad and you guys, you and your sister you have done many things. Did you ever, ever feel like you wanted to rebel? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, well, you know, I, I don't think I did. It was it was such a norm for us. You know, I didn't think about it. It's, uh, it's, you just grow up that way. That's the lifestyle. You're respectful of your parents and this is what you do, you know, and I thought everybody else was doing the same thing, so it wasn't a time where I ever felt that I wanted to rebel because, like I said, I had family around, great support, you know, my sister, mom and dad, they were always there, so there was that comfort zone that they they uh, established for us, so... No, I never felt. <laughs> I never felt. I, know I was going to ask felt, that I back <laughs> but,
1: on it. no. But I tell you, I I think it's marvelous because I do uh, see in you a lot of what you've shared uh, about your early uh, upbringing and how a lot of that, Jackie, of course, is still within you today. Because I see this, and I'm sure your colleagues and friends have told you as much. Now yeah. let's let's segue into when you started your uh, working. You worked first in an academic environment and then you went into a corporate environment. Now, I kind of did the opposite. I went corporate to academic. So, tell me, um, and then you became this top person in sales. So, share a little bit about that. Uh, And then we're going to talk about how you went from there into broadcasting because you've really had a very interesting career. So, share a little bit about that journey.
2: Okay. Well, I guess you can say I'm a risk-taker. Um, mm-hmm. I like challenges, and I don't always succeed, but I know how to get up. I have a great, mm-hmm. sep- a great support from my husband mm-hmm. and, and my son, and they are my safety net. So, um, you know, there are people who are on the outside who would always say, oh, you know, Legacy Ladies is not going to survive more than two years. But we were able to prove them wrong. I learned that... I can do anything if I put my mind to it. So, uh, you know, I continue to live my life with determination, and Uh I know that no is not an option. And so as I moved from corporate America into broadcasting, it was just another path for me to take where I am, to get where I am today. All of that Uh was a learning process, and again, I was using my voice. And now I feel that I use my voice for the underserved and try to give them that boost of energy, because I feel that as we continue to maneuver through life's challenges, there are always going to be those people out there that say, no, you can't do it. When I went into broadcasting, Mm -hmm. there was a no, because there was a strike going on, but I I passed that and continued to call people within the company to say I'm interested in this job. So I kind of uh, broke down a lot of barriers, and I just forged ahead and made things happen. And what mm-hmm. didn't happen, I, created, I just created it myself. You know, I just said that this is something that I want to do, and I'm going to try it. So when someone would say no, well, it was almost like a boost drink for me. That just gave me a little bit mm-hmm. more energy and fire to say, oh no, I can do it, you know, and, and I'm going to do it. And, well, you, know, uh, you know, I find out that the only thing that holds most people back is really themselves. So once you have a vision of what you want to do, what you want to accomplish in corporate America and broadcasting or whatever, once you have that vision, you stay focused.
1: And well, you stay I on wanna, track. I want to go back because when you started in the academic environment, Um, what made you decide that you wanted to go into the corporate environment? I mean, what happened?
2: Well, Well, part of the reason was for my husband's job. Uh, mm-hmm. His company is a national, international organization. So when he was transferred, that mean, meant that I had to kind of put my little toolkit together and be prepared for the next opportunity. So I, see. Mm-hmm. I started in one area, and then wherever the opportunity was, that's where I went. And that's okay. how I ended up getting into these various uh, positions. So I started in, uh, you know, working in corporate America, then when there was a Opportunity to be a fund development manager at the uh, University of Florida, so I did mm-hmm. that. We got transferred and then I moved into another company and then I started my own company, a production company at the same time I mm-hmm. was working for another major corporation um, and i and that was the path that I took so every time my husband was transferred. On a job, it gave me an opportunity to reinvent myself and create. Um, it was just a great learning environment for me, so I always tried something new. Even though I never had a company a production company at the same time, I was working for another major corporation, um, and I and that was the path that I took. So every time my husband was transferred. On a job, it gave me an opportunity to reinvent myself and create, um, it was just a great learning environment for me. So I always tried something new, even though I never had been in broadcasting. But I said, well, I'm going to give this a try. So I went into broadcasting. I started selling time, uh, television air time. And then there was an opportunity for me to do Commercials. I was doing hand commercials, voiceovers, and then I became an on-air talent, and then I had my own television show. So it was really a process, again, using my voice. Every time I went someplace, it was an opportunity to use my voice and tell a story about those individuals who mm-hmm. are less, who are disadvantaged.
1: Okay, Jackie, we are going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the process because I think it's the listeners out there want to know what was the process and what are some of the strategies that you used to succeed in sales and then broadcasting and become a radio broadcasting television personality. So listeners, we'll be right back with Lady Jackie Castillo. So stay tuned.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you feel alone? Even when you're surrounded by others, do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April J. Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to help you find out who you are. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. now on voice america the road you travel in life is never a straight line it's more like running around in circles which is not a problem when you make richard flint a part of your world when you're standing next to richard you begin to see a lot less confusion and a whole lot more clarity things just start falling into place Every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Power to Be with Richard Flint. Join us, and more power to you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. (music) This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Hello there, and welcome back to Transformation for Success show on the Voice of America Empowerment Channel. With my guest today, Ms. Jacqueline Jackie Castillo, a philanthropist, visionary community advocate, businesswoman, and the founder-president of a nonprofit organization called Legacy Ladies. So, thankfully, Jackie, we are back to talk about what we just left off with our audience, the process. With, we know that all the things that have happened to you, moving from an academic environment because of a husband moving... And then going into the corporate environment where you succeeded in sales, you go into broadcasting, you become a radio, a TV personality, having your own show, making commercials. Oh my goodness, how did this all happen? Because this was quite a transition. And what was the process?
2: Well, I, I think. Um If my husband was not in the position he was moving all across the country, I probably would have stayed in at one job for 20-some years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But because we were very mobile, it gave me the opportunity to learn and to grow and have different experiences, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, But the road was not easy. Uh, As I moved from one job to another, there were many times where um, I had a position, and I wasn't given all the resources I needed to get my job done. So I was mm-hmm. set up to fail, but it didn't happen because I knew that I had to work twice as hard as the males that were in my department. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked in a job where I was the only female, only African American, and there were two companies in which I was in that particular situation, Mm -hmm. Um, and so anyway, uh, many times my peers would recommend that I take a lesser job because a man needed my position. So in one particular situation, unfortunately, I had to take legal steps to rectify that situation. And sometimes one has to
1: do that. Yes,
2: yes. Absolutely. So my philosophy has always been, if something is wrong, you have to say something, and I did. But that all is part of the learning process. You know, you have haters out there in life, but as one friend told me, they're your elevators to success. So I had to go through the fire and recognize those pitfalls so I would avoid them in the future. Mm -hmm. So, you know, from my standpoint, I never give up. Like I said, if if it's tough, I'm just going to hang in there until it gets better. Um, I even had one job that I had applied for, and and it, it really had an impact on me. I call it the husband factor because many times as we moved around the country, once a prospective employer knew what my husband did for a living, I never received a call back. So I didn't understand it until it happened more than once. Uh-huh. And uh, so I had to make some adjustments in that area, and it it really made a big difference. But then again, like I said, I had to take some legal steps in order to wake people up and let them know that I have a job to do, and I am doing a good job, because in many cases I outperformed the males that were in those corporations.
1: I guess so, being a top salesperson. But, but yeah. Jackie, do you feel that, you know, the perception was, your husband has a great job, so you don't need to work, you don't need this job?
2: Oh, yes. That was, that was all mm-hmm. the time. But they didn't realize I was my own person, that it was about me and it was not about him. In all due respect, but I was the one that was looking for the job, and they needed to base that mm-hmm. position on my qualifications and not to let the husband factor enter into it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and I'm glad you call that, um, because, uh, and I do remember going back some years, and maybe maybe even still today that's prevalent with women who husbands may be successful, uh, and the perception is you don't need this job, you don't need Mm -hmm. to work, this sort of thing. Um, And that is discriminatory. So I'm glad that you fought. And now... What did you learn about Jackie? I mean, you're saying you can, you can make a stand, but are there other things that, you know, you learned about who Jackie is, but more importantly, how that translates into the Jackie today? Because we learn by experiences. So how is that, those life experiences helped you today in
2: what you're well, doing? Well, I think uh, based upon those experiences, I've learned to be patient Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I used to be, I wanted everything like yesterday. But I've learned to be <laughs> patient because I know life is a process. And uh, I learn. you know. That's common. I, <laughs> We're all
1: dealing with patience.
2: Yes, yes, you know. So, and that's not easy. But I have learned to be patient and be very comfortable with who I am and whose I am. And mm-hmm. so... Um, you know, the process does take time, and I've learned that you just, you never want to give up. That's the way I am, uh, and, and to continue to have a positive attitude about everything. And, and I guess the other thing uh, is to never forget where you came from. That's good. So you will always get back to the community what God has given you. And as my dad would say, be humble, but don't stumble.
1: So that's something that I always pass on my son. That is so so great. Now, Mm -hmm. that sort of lets us, you know, sort of uh, segue into the two or three principles that on this particular part, because I'm going to then next talk about uh, the vision for Legacy Ladies, because again, um, Jackie, you've done such tremendous work. Given all of your life experiences, and I know there are many, many more that you could share and tell us about, but what are the three... uh, main success principles concerning your journey that you would share today now we've talked about patience being Mm -hmm. humble are there any other success principles that you would like to just put right out there for listeners who may have been going through the same sort of thing that you're going through
2: well you know i guess the big thing is just never give up you know that that is just You know, that's paramount as far as I'm concerned because people can say no, they can push you down, they Mm -hmm. can talk about you, but don't let that have you lose sight of your goals. Stay focused. Stay on what you want to accomplish and not let everybody else dictate the route that you should take.
1: Okay, never give up. Stay positive, I heard you say Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Exactly. Know who you are. Mhm. I'm writing it down cuz these are good, okay. this is good stuff. <laughs> no, uh, because really, you know, sometimes the simplest things. Yeah. It is not life is not all that complicated. And right. we learn from others who've gone through and with some simple mm-hmm. things, simple things right. such as never give up. Right. And, and just right. being patient. Mm-hmm. Uh knowing who you are. I mean, I, you you've said that. You know mm-hmm. who you are. And then as your dad says, remember your roots. Be humble.
2: <laughs> Th- right. Those
1: are some simple principles and, and I thank you for sharing that today yeah. with the listeners. Now I want to get into 10 years ago or so, 10 or so years ago you had a dream, you had a vision um, and since the show is talking about vision and destiny, stepping into your destiny, did you have any idea that you would come up with a vision for an organization such as Legacy Ladies and tell us what how that came about.
2: Oh, okay. Well, no, this is this is just been an amazing experience, a life transformation for me in the last 11 years. You know, I was very accomplished in uh, various sales management positions. I've worked hard, exceeded my goals. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, I still wasn't satisfied. Uh, You know, I had this this really a fire in my belly, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know what it was. And and my mother used to tell me all the time, Dr. Barber, she would say, Peace, be still especially okay. when something was on my mind and and I was searching for answers. So uh-huh. it happened to be this one Sunday morning. Um, well, I always keep a tablet and a pen next to my nightstand. So I was asleep in the middle of the night, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I always started writing thoughts down just so I could have some peace of mind, and that's where that came from. But Uh I really didn't understand what my mother meant by peace, be still, until I got older. And then that Sunday morning, through Uh divine intervention, I started writing down on my notepad, and I wrote, well, I really scribbled. And then in the morning, I woke up, and on that notepad, it said, Legacy Ladies. Wow. And then right below that, it said the Torch Awards, which is our major fundraiser. So at that time, I knew Legacy Ladies was born, and I made a conscious decision to work for people and not profit. So now we're going 12 years, and I thank God every day for blessing me with this vision and the vision in the organization and having a supportive family to keep me on this journey. So it has just been amazing. So many people say, oh, well, you know, you've given so much to these young girls. And I'm like, no, they've given so much to me. They don't realize how, you know, when we talk about patience, they've given me patience, you know. <laughs> they've given me understanding, you know. And I yes. I look on the other side of the coin and I said, well, there is, there is a different world. There's a different lifestyle and we have to be sensitive to that. And in order to Um, be sensitive you have to understand their world and what they're going through so um, the process has been a a very interesting one it's been where I have had to constantly be out in the community to make people aware of what we're doing and and trying to get them to support uh, these young girls and recognize the need in our community and I think uh, you know, people have to understand, uh, you know, our focus is on African-American girls, and they have to understand that this is an a important segment of our population. If we don't help them now, we will lose them. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about supporting our young black girls because they need mentors. You, me, and everybody in your listening audience can make a difference in helping young black girls. We need to be able to... Um, Meet them where they are, you know, and yes. we should mm-hmm. not judge them, but nudge them to push them to their limits and make them aware of their potential.
1: So it's now, Jackie, a, a I have a real question, topic. not to cut you off, sweetie. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you started Legacy Ladies, did you have the, the teen uh, aspect of it in mind? Or uh, what did you have oh. in mind when you uh, okay. first envisioned this?
2: Right, right. No, the teen aspect was not created until about four years ago. When uh, I actually started the organization, we had a two pronged approach to what we did. And uh-huh. one was the adoptive family piece, and the <laughs> second piece was the adoptive school. So the goal okay. was to support families who actually needed a hand up. And we started our very first family by giving them an extreme home makeover on the ABC show. Oh, so this, yes. Uh huh. So this family had uh, sextuplets and an older child, and we went in, changed their life, and got them an extreme home makeover. They went from a 1,200-square-foot house to over a 5,000-square-foot Tudor house.
1: That's fantastic. It, it was amazing. <laughs> So now, did you start out adopting just one family, or was it adopting a family a year, or what uh, yes, exactly, well, specifically, was it yes. uh, well, since in, inclusive, started, one family, or many families?
2: Well, many families. Since we started, we have adopted 14 families, so Wonderful. we have identified one family a year. Mm-hmm. One year, we identified five families a year, but over this period of time, we have adopted 14 families, so they could be... A family with multiple children, a family that's physically challenged. We mm-hmm. supported three military families. Uh, uh, you know, provided a lease for them for a whole year. We purchased a vehicle. We paid for childcare. So we've done a lot for these families over the years. And matter of fact, we had identified one mother who was um, dying of cancer, and her. Uh, which was to make sure that her children could go to Disneyland and also Vegas. So we were able to provide her last wishes for she and her family. So That's that was marvelous. our focus. Mm-hmm.
1: Jackie, that is, and I wanted you to share that because uh, I didn't want people just, the listeners just to think that Legacy Ladies was just focused on teens, but that you had this other uh, effort, the Adopt-A-Family efforts, and then you moved to Adopt-A-School,
2: and then from
1: that that uh, emanated the Teen uh, Academy?
2: Yeah, uh, we went with Adopt-A-School, so we've adopted Crenshaw, Washington, and Dorsey High Schools, those three high schools. And, uh, um, we started originally with Crenshaw High School, so we put in multiple programs there. Uh, we had a, um, entrepreneurship program, we implemented a math and engineering program, we did, uh, scholarships, and, and to this day, we have given over $500,000 in scholarships. So That's that has wonderful. really added up, and so, um, you know, we've just, done everything. We bought a computer lab for Crenshaw High School, which has, it was a mobile lab in which it had 25 laptops, so they could take it from one classroom to the other, so students could, all of the students on campus could take advantage of that opportunity. So that was some years ago, and so we had those programs at the school, and in the last four years, we honed in on to the Leadership Academy because we felt that that was a very big need in order to help our young girls to really d- uh, develop their leadership qualities. That is and, so um, exciting,
1: Jackie. I mean, is. all of this just gets me fired up. And I know <laughs> the listening audience out there here, all the things that here's one woman who had an idea, who had a dream, that... A, according to you, this dream came from God to actually yeah. do something and that you mm-hmm. did do something. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break and we're going to okay. come right back and we're going to talk about the teen effort and a teen conference that's coming up in September. Right, so listeners, right. stay tuned because we'll <laughs> okay. be right back with Lady Jackie Castillo of the Legacy Ladies. Great. great.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's
1: VoiceAmericaTRN. It's time to access your magic.
0: When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest... Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Well, hello again, and welcome back to today's show with my guest, Miss Jacqueline castillo A philanthropist, visionary, community advocate, businesswoman, former broadcaster, producer, and television host. And she's beautiful, intelligent, caring, and compassionate, and a champion for women and men. Lady Jackie is the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Legacy Ladies Incorporated. Today, we have been discussing... All of the wonderful things that this organization, Legacy Ladies, has done over the years, in fact, the last 11 years, adopt a family we just talked about, adopting a school. And most importantly, I learned they have started an alumni group. So, Jackie, tell us about the alumni group.
2: Oh, yes. We started Alumni Association, and it's just fantastic. Uh, that's really been a high point for us, to see these young girls graduate from the leadership program after... Uh three years, and then go off to college, so it's a very rewarding experience. so they oh, have formed yes. this alumni association, mm-hmm. and our girls met about two weeks ago and mm-hmm. um I was just pleasantly surprised to see how they have matured their body language and they ha and and they all have a voice and they use it
1: and <laughs> they goes <goal, laughs> from the founder <laughs> and, from the founder mm-hmm. they learned that
2: <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, and and their goal really is to get back and to mentor like they have been taught to do through the Leadership Wonderful. Academy. So they've gone through a real transformation and uh they are all beautiful young girls and we had about oh, I guess we have uh we had about 12 girls at the meeting, but we have 20 some girls that have graduated from the program. So, you know, we're just so proud of all of them. They're, they're just like our, our baby girls.
1: I know. Yes. I know. I agree, Jackie. And and I can hear in your voice how, you know, you come alive when you start <laughs> talking about the girls yes. and the teen effort and how much you uh-huh. guys have done over the years. And then I know this is a high point for you to have the Alumni Association. I sort of was writing this down and I said, each one reach back one. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Right. Exactly. And that's what that's all about. True. <laughs> yes,
1: it really is now mm-hmm. uh, you've been implementing this uh program for teen girls, and they're what ages thirteen uh the no uh
2: the uh leadership academy is for high school girls, so it starts okay. at tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade girls okay mm-hmm. uh-huh,
1: great mm-hmm. now. Can tell us, I mean, what happened to inspire you really to develop this program? Because you're, you're adopting a school, you started a lot of interesting things in the school, and then we'll kind of segue a little bit, because I'm really interested in all of this and how it relates to STEM, because, you know, everything right now sort of focusing, and particularly African-American girls and boys, towards the STEM fields. So, backing up, just tell us how you came and why you developed this program.
2: Well, with the Leadership Academy, we just felt that there was such a strong need out there to develop the pipeline in the community. And Mm -hmm. we said the only way to do that is start with these young girls in high school. Prepare them now for the leadership so they can come back and Mm -hmm. take a leader position in their community, on city council, even the White House, because that's the name of the program, from the schoolhouse to the White House Leadership Academy. So through the Leadership Academy, what we try to do is give the young girls a vision, mm-hmm. a vision beyond their neighborhood that they can succeed. And so, again, we started this program about four years ago, and uh, I think it is serving the community well because they are coming back. They are playing roles as leaders either in their church, in their uh, in their universities that they attend, um, taking leadership roles, and not only that, but passing it forward and also pulling the younger girls forward as well. So that whole mentoring process has really been working, and they really enjoy it. So so it started out of a need to really develop the, the pipeline of leadership in mm-hmm. our community.
1: Do, do you have a... Um a high attrition rate, or is your attrition rate low?
2: No, the attrition rate is low. Uh, the girls, like I said, our girls have stayed in the program for at least three years, uh, mm-hmm. a minimum of two years, and then they graduate. It just depends on what year they come in. If they come in mm-hmm. at the 10th grade, they have all stayed into the 3rd grade. Matter of fact, uh, through the 3rd year. As uh, a matter of fact, this past year we had our closing ceremony and we had girls that graduated who had been in the program for three years. And so that was a real accomplis- accomplishment on their part in order to be able to do that. So it was it was great to see. So, no, there is no turnover. We don't have a big turnover.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I've noticed, now, how do you recruit the girls?
2: Uh, well... We work with the schools on that, and mm-hmm. uh basically we have them to do the vetting because the selection process is so tough. And once they've done the vetting and we find out they've met all the requirements, and then the organization will have our members come in and actually do one or two interviews with the girls to see if they mm-hmm. can actually um You know, maintain their grades and also participate in this program along with their other extracurricular activities. So after about a week or two, we know who will be in it and who will not be in it. So by the end of the year, we usually have about 30 girls that are in the program.
1: That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really have the process down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because after four years, you really do yeah. uh, get yeah. the process down. And that's wonderful to see that, how these girls are achieving. Now, I've been to your events, and I've noticed the girls are absolutely wonderfully dressed. Now, which gets me, because the listeners don't know, are these young women who are all African-American girls, and they're in uniforms. So tell me the reason and rationale behind the uniforms.
2: Oh, well, the uniform, I think it really, uh, we want them to be leaders, so they have to look like leaders. You know, they right. look a uh-huh. certain way, you act a certain way, and so we mm-hmm. want that to be part of their mindset. And so mm-hmm. many times, uh, matter of fact, at the last closing ceremony, the girls were saying, I don't want to get back this uniform, you know, because they had a certain <laughs> amount of pride that went along with it, and they wore the, the uniform, and, uh, and those who had been there for three years, I did let them keep the uniform because it did mean so much to them. So oh, now they wonderful. can go out and you wear that uniform when they're uh, applying for a job or doing an internship. At least they can make that first impression a memorable impression.
1: That's wonderful. I am so glad to, to have the opportunity to share with you today about stepping into your destiny and who a woman with a vision for change, and definitely you are making a change. Now, Lady Jackie, because that's what we call her, Lady Jackie. <laughs> I know that you have a teen conference that's coming up in September, uh, yeah. and this is an event that, your, that Legacy Ladies has been implementing for teen girls for a few years. So tell us about the teen conference coming up. Okay, and where it's okay. going to be and a little bit about it.
2: Okay, well, the teen conference, I'm, I'm really excited about it. This is our fourth year, and it started because there was such a demand, mm-hmm. really, from other ethnic groups to participate in our leadership program. But we didn't have the capacity or the boots on the ground in order to serve more girls. So we decided to partner with some corporations such as UPS, Toyota U.S. Bank, Verizon, Mm -hmm. in order to make it possible for all girls to take advantage of the program. Mm -hmm. So we have about 300 girls in attendance, and they come from throughout L.A. County, Long Beach, Mm -hmm. the Inland Empire. So uh, it's a great day, and it's a diverse group of girls from different socioeconomic backgrounds, ethnicities, Mm -hmm. And religion, so they all come together, bond, and they learn from one another, and and it's just a beautiful experience. So, it does take place at LNU, Loyola Marymount University. Mm-hmm. And the registration begins at 7 a.m., and then the opening ceremony begins around 8 o'clock. So we have elected officials that will come and give opening remarks. Uh, Capri Maddox, Judge Maybelline will be there to give greetings in the afternoon. And the workshops that we have, uh, it covers just about anything you could think that would be of interest to young girls or they should know, such as mm-hmm. time management, um, as you know human trafficking is really big so we have a workshop on human trafficking awareness mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. to save money to grow your wealth even at that age they need to know that if they Absolutely. can the Absolutely they do they can make money and so we also want to prepare them for college so they, there's a workshop on college preparedness on mm-hmm. social media how to have healthy relationships and and so anyway, those are just a few of the workshops that the girls can take advantage of. And, and it's, That's like I say, wonderful. it's really a mountain-high experience.
1: Now, I, I'm going to interject this because uh, mm-hmm. because I'm always into this. Is I know you have something in there about STEM fields, about the girls entering yes. science, technology, engineering, math, and you have yes. workshops on that.
2: Yes, yes, we do have workshops on that. And what we do is that we bring in individuals, from those different segments of STEM to be on a panel to talk about future career opportunities and what's involved. Someone from the medical profession, uh, an engineer will come in and talk about that or possibly give them an activity to do so they can understand mm-hmm. what engineering is all about. Because I think they hear the names, but they don't understand on the back side What's involved? You know, when we talk about technology, all the career paths that are available, right. engineering, all the Wonderful. career paths where it could take them. So that's something that uh, we definitely emphasize. And for this year, going into our um, into our fifth year with the Leadership Academy, that is going to be a real a strong emphasis in that area, and that's what we have been working on previous years, but we're really just going to hone in on that because uh, that's our best practice, and I think the STEAM-related fields will make it even more beneficial to the
1: girls. That is wonderful, Jackie. I'm so happy to hear about it. And. Mm-hmm. um pleased that we're able to share that. And I want to just do a little shout out for those of you in the California area that get your young ladies there to this conference because it's going to be great. I'm going to see what I'm going to do to bring uh, some teen girls from the Inland Empire to attend that one day uh, workshop. And what's the date? September?
2: Uh, September the 12th.
1: September September the 12th. 12th. And Loyola Marymount College and registration starts at 7 a.m., uh-huh. and the day concludes, what time, Jackie? At 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. So it's a full
2: day, they have a continental breakfast in the morning, lunch is served to them, and, and oh, one other thing, Dr. Barber, which we're so excited about, <laughs> we've added another element to this conference, we're having a teen talent competition. Oh, Wonderful. And so that will take place over lunch. So, again, that's part of us bringing the arts into the program because that's so important Wonderful. to be able to identify Wonderful. the talents of various girls. And then we're going to have uh, some of our alumni to be the judge as well as a few surprise guests that are going to be judging the girls. So That uh, is So we're excited inspiring. about it, you know, Yes, and... Um, School hasn't started for a lot of the schools that we work with in LAUSD, so we haven't really officially got the notices out, but we already have 151 girls that have registered, and we have about 15 girls that uh, that will be participating in the Teen Talent
1: Competition. So well, I want to say this,
2: I be bet be you there are going to be a lot
1: of people there. You'll probably have a uh, yes. max crowd out there oh, of yes, young ladies that will be definitely. there. Plus, so. I'm definitely going to be there so I can see yes. all of this happening and you're bring right. some young ladies. And I just want to say, certainly, you have followed in your mother's footsteps, who established a template of philanthropy and community service for you, Jackie. And I commend oh, you for you. all the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. and I wish you Success, and I know that God is with you. And thank you. you. Thank you again for being a guest on the the show today. And Mm -hmm. as we wrap up, listeners, I just want to share this today. We've heard from my guest, beautiful, intelligent, caring, compassionate woman who has become a visionary for change. You're never too old to dream. As long as you are alive, you can dream. And remember this, God never drops dreams in our laps and says, there they are. We have to fight for it. We have to work, push through, sweat, strain, and do things we thought we could never do. But Jackie, you have demonstrated that you can do. Never give up. Opposition is always there when you try something new. And you know, there are always people who are ready to criticize and tell you, it won't work. You're a fool, but these are dreams, and I want you to keep on dreaming. And again, thank you, Jackie, for being here today, and know that your dream will change the world, and you can be sure, I know, that your dreams have also changed you. So thank thank you. you for listening today, and I want to say to all of you, be encouraged, be motivated, be humble, be loving, and be transformed forever and have a very very blessed week this is dr young your transformation for success coach signing off
0: we appreciate you joining us for transformation for success please join your host dr barbara young again next tuesday at 5 p.m eastern time that's 2 p.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel have an outstanding week